This podcast is brought to you by You're the Best, a celebration of friendship, a collection of essays by the Satellite Sisters celebrating the power of female friendships in our lives. This holiday season, skip the scented candle or the bottle of wine. Tell your BFF she's the best with a copy of You're the Best by the Satellite Sisters, available at Amazon or wherever books are sold. You are listening to the Satellite Sisters recap of the PBS drama Pole Dark. We call it Pole Dark and Handsome. I'm Leon Dolan in Pasadena, California. I'm with my sister Julie Dolan in Dallas, Texas. And Julie, uh, you know, it was hard to recover from last week's episode. So what was your emotional state watching this one this week? Were you were you nervous? Were you uh were you angry? What was your emotional Just state? Just still seething with anger over a pole dark, you know, and just his betrayal of Del Demelza. You know, so I, I just didn't even know where the story could go because, as you have said, Leon, uh, Paul Dark is dead to us, uh, and that you know he crushed us. He you know he crushed Demelza's heart and our hearts by uh, by you know jumping into bed with Elizabeth. So uh, so I wasn't certain where things were going to go, like how how much, how dark it was going to get this week. Well, it was but actually clear. the light. Can I tell you the light in this episode was excellent? Okay. <laughs> I really don't believe that Cornwall, England, has that many sunny days. Did you notice that every, every day was this just crystal clear sunny yeah. day? Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, we had a lot of we had a lot of horses in this one. We had slow motion horses. We had pounding horses. We had pensive horses. There were a lot of horse scenes in this one. Yeah. yeah. So you're right. <laughs> yeah. A lot more sunlight in this episode than in previous ones. Well, clearly on the Satellite Sisters Facebook group page, a big discussion going on there. No sympathy for Ross Poldark whatsoever. Right. Team Demelza rolling on, you know, taking a roll call over there. If you want to support Demelza, you can um, ask to join the Satellite Sisters group page. It's an open page, and we have a lot of fun talking about all kinds of things, including Poldark there. But, all right, so we open the show. We we see, first of all, that Ross has a black eye, and we're psyched, yeah. right? Because yeah. that, that, that... We usually don't condone domestic violence, but uh, this was just totally warranted. Okay. And then inexplicably, Demelza seems to be singing a Tori Amos song. Like as she opens, <laughs> I was thinking, well, maybe she could get a career going singing in the local tavern or something, you know? We we see eventually that it's her singing to her son, but it really looks like a Tori Amos music video. And, uh, you know, good for her. She looks like Tori. Yeah, it's a good fit. Um, but this whole episode is really the aftermath of Ross and Elizabeth's night of passion. And in a nutshell, here's what happens. Ross is unrepentant and yet somehow manages to land on his feet. Damn you, yeah. Ross. Yeah. Yeah. What yeah. What's that? I mean, Demelza's being nice. I mean, she's moved him out of the bedroom. Yeah. And he has to sleep in his office. But he's got a decent little cot there. You yeah. know, so uh so Yeah. Hmm. So we'll break that down. Uh Demelza tries out several personalities and ends up with scrappy but sad Demelza. Okay. <laughs> so we'll break okay. she has some harrowing scenes yeah. this week. Yeah. And then Elizabeth spends the episode staring out at the window and then Ooh. marries a loser. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, she did some really hardcore staring there, right? <laughs> she really I mean, did. 
Every every scene, she's just staring out that window. All right, let's start with Elizabeth then. Let's break okay. it down character by character this week. It's probably the easiest way. So, yeah, she's staring out the window. I mean, raise your hand if you just wanted to cut that curl off her head. Did you? I know. I, know. I mean, I, I wrote no matter how beautiful Elizabeth looks in bed with her hair down, you know, still, I hate her. I yeah. hate her to the core. And the idea that somehow she might have been might have tricked Ross into this night of passion. You know, that's yeah. that that's a new theory that was floating in this episode that it wasn't just uh spontaneous, but Elizabeth had really angled to get Ross back uh and to get him back over there that night and you know to you know to stir up his passion because she wants Ross. Hmm. I, what surprised me too was that Aunt Agatha was all for it. Like <laughs> Like, Aunt Agatha was all in on Ross. She wants a pole dark, not a wagon. And uh, it was like, get your act together, girl. And we want a pole dark in this house, not a wagon. And, yeah. you know, so there, and to be honest, I mean, Ross is super attractive, but he doesn't have a dime to his name. He's not no. really that helpful anymore no. to that. And I didn't think his hair looked that good this episode. No. Either. Yeah. So. Yeah. I agree. I thought, yeah, I thought he was looking a little wan, I would say. Um, so Elizabeth manages to this po- postpone her wedding to George because she's so busy staring and waiting, <laughs> waiting for Ross to not show up. I did appreciate that, that he like didn't come. Uh, hold it. Hold it one second, Lane. Hold yeah. it. I, there's something going on here in my house. I, I'm okay. <laughs> Sorry, I've got these two crazy dogs and they were like, I don't know what they were doing. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Can we just pick up? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. All right. It, it, you may have figured out we just do this podcast in our homes and Julia's house sitting a crazy dog. So <laughs> she's dog sitting a crazy dog. She has to yeah. go take care of that. Yeah. Um, all right. So we're picking it up with Elizabeth. She's just staring out the window. She's manipulative. Aunt Agatha's all for it. She manages to postpone her wedding with George, you know, because she really is still waiting for, for Ross to show up. And when it's clear Ross is not going to show up, she marries George, right? I, I, I was surprised I- that wedding happened like i know quite what who was the wedding planner because she had the hat the gown she had rose petals she had bouquets of flowers they really pulled it all together there in a month yeah but she just she just i i see she has quite i guess quite a temper underneath elizabeth that you know she felt like ross was standing her up and so she was going to show Ross and she just went ahead and married that George. Yeah, it's particularly vicious like because Ross is actually married to someone else. So I was surprised <laughs> that like that was the plan to get him to unmarry Demelza and just come on over and and live with me. And and yeah. I was surprised like that that didn't seem to be an outrageous, scandalous thing. No one was talking about it like it was a scandalous thing. They talked about it like, well, let's just give it another week, see if we can get him over here. So, yes, it was a wedding of spite. That's my um, that's that's what my notes say, which is awesome. That really makes for a happy marriage. So you think <laughs> it's a great way to start. Right. And I think we're going to be in for many, many scenes of misery uh, as as because Elizabeth is married for money. So we're going to have to see her suffering with George, which I'll yeah, enjoy. And I'll, I'm going to enjoy every scene. So I know when she on the big wedding night, when she has to, you know, uh, you know, get romantic with George there. 
I, I don't care. Okay. That's your own fault. Yeah. You married the guy. Yeah. So, yeah. So she goes off to London where we get a glimpse into Caroline's fantastic life, which is yeah. excellent. Yeah. Uh, we, also good news for us because we like her as a character. We want her to come back. She's our kind of satellite sister, Caroline. Um, and then, and then, you know, George declares that, no, he wants to live in the Poldark family home, which uh-huh. I, I, he's sending a signal to the county that, you know, he's bought all of his influence. He's new money, but he's moving into old money's house, basically. Right, right. And then, then he talked about maybe he wanted to live in London. And I thought Elizabeth looked a little shocked about about that. Yeah. Oh, I didn't notice that. Really? I don't okay. care about okay. her. Anymore. I hope she is shocked. I hope she's miserable. Okay, we got to stop one more time because there's someone at my front door. I'll okay. be right back. <laughs> Okay, my grandson has showed up for babysitting, Leon. Okay, what do you need to do? I, I think I need to. Can you finish this by yourself? I don't know. <laughs> sure. Okay. Just, yeah, I mean, I don't want to do it tomorrow. So. <laughs> okay, just carry on. I'm, I'm just self-ready. keeping this in the show. What you just said. Okay. Just okay. carry on. Okay. Any wow. further notes? Just let let's before I hang up. To go take care of a two-year-old, okay? Okay, Uh, Demelza going to the frat party was a bad idea, okay? It never is a good idea to go to a frat party when you're missing your husband or your boyfriend, okay? That's that's my other big note that I want to say. And uh, I don't really care about the tin load that they found. I think I'm with Demelza on that. And uh, uh, I'm just, what, please, what was that that Dr. Ennis was examining? I hope it was a chicken breast. I'm not certain. Okay. Those are my, uh, and they were all doing a lot of tossing and turning, turning in their tiny, tiny beds. Okay. I think everyone in Cornwall needs a bigger bed. Okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Carry on sister. Right. Okay. God, Godspeed. Good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Julie Dolan, Dallas, Texas heading off. Yeah. Her, she is a very good grandmother and, uh, her daughter-in-law is away for business. She works for a European country, a company. So if you're saying who plans a business meeting Thanksgiving week, European companies. So, uh, her daughter-in-law is gone. Julie is in charge of uh, the two-year-old and, and the older brothers and sisters this week. So we're just going to carry on with this. She nailed it. She nailed it. Okay. Okay. Bye. Um, all right. So, uh, so then we have Ross who manages to land on his feet somehow. He's, he's fairly unrepentant. He seems to just want Demelza to get over it and, you know, let's just move on with this. And no, I'm not going to, uh, trend with, I'm going to Truro and blah, blah, blah. He, he's, he's unrepentant and, um, and he goes off and somehow he gets bailed out once again by, you know, some stranger who he lent money to is back and now they've made money and they've repaid all his debts. And, oh, don't you know, they finally strike tin. And one of the things that occurred to me as I was watching this was these books, the actual books, and I know there are like 20 of them in the Poldark series, they must be so filled with tedious details about mining because this show has just enough mining in it to go, really, another mining scene? <laughs> I mean, you're never going to hit that payload. But guess what? There's tin and them are hills. And he hits the payload and he comes running back to Demelza, who just couldn't be bothered. Like, fine, great. Yeah, you've taken everything we had. You destroyed it. 
you know, you made me vulnerable to all kinds of bad decision making. And now I'm supposed to be super psyched that we're going to be wealthy. Whoop de doo. I'm a little psyched because we're going to get to see some good hair and clothes. And now, of course, I'm thinking, oh, their social circles, they'll be vaulted into the same social circle as Elizabeth and George and Caroline. And that's all good. But, you know, Ross, he'll give the money away or he'll lose it or he'll do something else despicable. And then finally, Demelza, Julie mentioned it. She goes off to a house party, mainly men. Uh, some, you know, she thinks it's a good idea to get all dressed up in red. She looks spectacular in that dress, by the way. I don't know where she got it. <laughs> if they don't have any money and they've used every last pound and sold all of their pewter to uh, pay for their life. But somehow she's a beautiful red dress. She gets all dressed up. She even puts a little heart tramp stamp on her decolletage. And you know, this is bad. Like we said last week, we didn't like that red coat guy. We don't like him. We don't trust him. And he went for it and she shut him down. And I I think there was that moment when you thought, no, please, no, don't, don't let something really bad happen to Demelza. Don't take the story in that dark direction just because not, it's just a terrible distraction for a storyline and, oh, that would be too much. And we saw that with Downton Abbey, how Anna's rape just really took us off to a dark place. And, you know, who's kidding who? This is like a melodrama set in 18th century Cornwall. We know things were bad there for women. We don't need to see it. So Demelza manages to, she, you know, she's a tough girl. She pushes that guy off and then she climbs out the window just as two other guys are showing up at her front door. So I think she's learned a valuable lesson. She's not going to do that again. I liked when she was just in bed. She thought she might be a lady in bed, just lying in bed and uh, not going to do any more of the chores, which caused Mrs. Drunk when she turned up this terrible breakfast pastry to say, I've mislaid all my skillage which is exactly what I said yesterday when I made cranberry bread and it looked as bad as Mrs. Drunk's breakfast pudding. And I thought, I've mislaid all my skillage here. So that's a good line. (laughs) And so she tried the lady in bed. She tried the lady in red. That wasn't good. And then she went back to just being sort of scrappy but sad to Melza. I'm sorry that she can't have joy in in Ross's success because it's really part of her success. As several of the other people said, you know, other characters said, Dr. Ennis said, oh, she's a wonderful woman. You're lucky to have her. She really means a lot at the mine. Ross was reminded again at the mine by somebody else. Where's Demelza? She's been a big part of this. So all those drumbeats were happening, and he goes running back to share this news about the tin load, and she can't be bothered. So, um, and then inexplicably after that, he goes riding over to Trenwith, right? And he sees Ross, sees Elizabeth and George walking into like his family home, and Elizabeth just throws him some slow motion shade, like, you know, game on you know, you lost out. But I, I, I hope there's some moment of, I hope that was a moment of humility for Ross. I hope he can go back and be honestly a decent guy to Elizabeth. So, or to Demelza. So uh, that's it. I think next week is the season finale for season two of Dark. Interesting to know where it might go, how it's going to wrap up. Is Will there be some sort of agreement between Ross and Demelza to get along and get on with it and put the past behind him? Or is she going to carry on? I think we might see Verity have that baby because, you know, she she's definitely very pregnant. I've been mean, worried about her, always worried about her. Uh, so I hope that goes well. And I think we'll get the full breadth of the success of the Tim Love. But who knows? Because I didn't read the books because probably too much mining in the books. All right. Uh, I managed to wrap it up without Julie. <laughs> that's, that's the way sisters cover for, 
for each other. Uh, we're the Satellite Sisters. If you are just listening to the Poll Dark Recap, you can try some of our other podcasts. We've been on the air for over 15 years. We have hundreds of podcasts, everything from interviews to, you know, news roundups uh, to, you know, just fun segments. This week on the show, we talked to author Ian Punnett about his true crime book, um, which is the real story of a murder that happened uh, to one of his family members That's that's gone essentially unsolved uh, for nearly a hundred years. And he digs deep into that and takes a look at kind of how the scandalous nature of that murder is in fact, very contemporary. Um, we talk about Thanksgiving and all things like that too. So, uh, we're the satellite sisters and, uh, you can find us at satellite sisters.com. Thanks everybody. Have a great Thanksgiving. <laughs>